Window World is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. The college football playoff is set and the bowl announcements are beginning to roll in. Welcome to KKHI Weekend. After a big weekend of college football championship games, we now know the fate of TCU from the Big 12. They make the college football playoff. Just one of 14 schools to ever make it into this format. Pretty remarkable. Only the second Big 12 team behind Oklahoma. So, how are they all seeded? Georgia's your one seed. Ohio State's the four. They'll meet each other. Michigan is the two seed. TCU is the three after losing to Kansas State 31-28 in overtime on Saturday. So there is your college football playoff all set and ready to go. The bowl announcements will be forthcoming as well. Kansas State is going to play Alabama on New Year's Eve at the Sugar Bowl, and we expect by Sunday late afternoon or early evening to find out exactly the fate of KU and MU. There have been reports that they will not be playing each other. Eli Drinkwitz has gone to Twitter and social media and said, we'll play anyone, anytime, anywhere. He's, he's basically tossing aside people that said Missouri doesn't want this game, so KU and MU will not play because of Missouri. Eli Drinkwitz is uh, fighting back on that one. We'll see how these things play out. Uh, right now, they are not projected really anywhere to be playing each other, and it sounds like some behind-the-scenes type stuff was taking place to keep Kansas and Missouri from playing a bowl game against each other. But maybe, maybe just maybe, we'll get some kind of a great surprise. That'll be fun. So in a little bit, Spencer's going to join us as he's the host of KKHI Weekend, but I'm hosting. We both flew on Sunday morning from Dallas. He went to Phoenix. I went to Kansas City. My other son, Cameron, was in Dallas. We had quite a father-son's weekend at the Big 12 Championship game. We'll get Spencer's thoughts on that. And, you know, just what it was like to hang out with his brother and his dad for a short weekend, not a complete weekend, but a very short weekend. Kansas State had to win this game twice, honestly. It's their third conference title. They win it 31-28 in overtime over TCU. And it took two defensive stops by Kansas State inside the one-yard line in overtime. It just couldn't get more dramatic. There's a review involved. It was just inches. This was nuts. I think it's pretty easy to say, looking back, that Sonny Dyke's play calling was horrible on those two plays for TCU. That if he does the quarterback sneak, Matt Duggan gets in, Kansas State would then have to score a touchdown. And we learned after the game what it was Chris Kleiman said to his defense during the, the play stoppage. He said, it doesn't matter what happens here, guys, uh, whether TCU scores or not, because we're going to score a touchdown and we're going to get a two-point conversion. We're going to win either way. And he looked at his defense and says, of course, you can just win it for us by stopping them. And that's exactly what the Kansas State defense did. Outstanding play. Will Howard was 18 of 32 for 199, a couple of touchdowns and a score on the run. Deuce Vaughn had the one big run for a touchdown, was the game's MVP, 26 carries, 130 yards. But Max Duggan, as we were walking out of the game yesterday, we were all talking about if you were ever going to give a most outstanding or most valuable player in a game to someone that didn't win, Max Duggan for TCU would have been it. He was battered, beaten, and bloodied all over that field. K-State threw the kitchen sink at TCU in a very physical defensive performance by the Wildcats, and you could see it. Duggan just exhausted at the end of the game. I was surprised to see him break down after the game in tears, that he was so disappointed that they did not win the Big 12 championship. I thought that was a little interesting because we knew that they were playing for the college football playoff as well, but just an incredible scene that, that they were that crushed to lose to Kansas State. I didn't expect that kind of reaction after the game, but after watching Max Duggan and the way he played and everything that he put forth in that game, you can understand how committed he was and how much he poured into that game. We'll go over that, all the festivities around it. 
the bowls, the playoff, the entire thing with Spence coming up in just a couple of moments. KKHI Weekend is brought to you by Cornerstone Property Management and Home Buyers. You know, we don't think your house is ugly. <laughs> Those ugly house guys you spend a lot of money on advertising. So, you know, let's piggyback off that. My, my guy, GWL, does not think your house is ugly. He'll buy it. You want a cash offer? Go to homewithcornerstone.com. It's Cornerstone Property Management and Home Buyers. Again, online at homewithcornerstone.com. If you've got rental properties and you're tired of messing with them and you can't collect the rent and you don't like the people that are living in your place, let GW and his team do this for you. Cornerstone Property Management will make your house work for you. Cornerstone Property Management and Home Buyers. Online, homewithcornerstone.com. And Daniel and his team at Earth Effects Outdoor Living. EEoutdoor.com is the website. If you're looking for uh, some great lawn care service or just landscaping projects next spring, make the call right now. We were just talking about it earlier today when I got home. We need to put some, we're going to have Daniel come out and put some little shrubby trees up because our neighbors are building a pool back there and we kind of don't want to see it. And we've got these trees. There's a tree line between the houses, but the trees are pine trees and they're very thin down low. So we're going to have to do something down low to fill in that. I don't want to, we're just, you know, we just want a little privacy back here. That's all. And Daniel and his team will do that for us. They're going to be great. Earth Effects Outdoor Living. They also do hardscapes, outdoor fire pits, patios, bars, you name it. Wonderful company, 25 years of service in our community, great conservatives. If you're looking for a landscaping company or a hardscape project, even if it's a little rock bed or water feature, Earth Effects does all that. And you can trust Daniel and his team for over 25 years. Earth Effects Outdoor Living online at eeoutdoor.com. We appreciate uh, home, homewithcornerstone.com and eeoutdoor.com for sponsoring KKHI Weekend. All right, let's get on to the father-son's trip to the Big D in Texas with Spencer on KKHI. Hit it! The KK Has Issues Conversation is presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. Well, we've got the roles reversed here on KKHI Weekend. I'll host. Spencer will be the guest. He's in Phoenix. I'm back in Kansas City after a big day at the Big 12 Championship game in Dallas where his brother joined us. It was a father-son's weekend. Spence, no worse for the wear. That was some scene as Kansas State won that game. We had quite a time, didn't we? Well, how much fun was that? I mean, just from the moment you get there to the stadium, uh, people were there early tailgating, having a great time. You know, there was probably 85,000 people or so at that game, and every single one of them was on their feet the entire way. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I thought Kansas State played an absolutely great game, especially on defense. I think this this was probably one of Chris Kleiman's better coaching efforts, in my opinion. Um, they really steamed up TCU. They learned from their mistakes the first time they played them, and they figured out a way to do it, and that place was was jumping. I mean, Dad, that video you took of me and Cameron celebrating, I'm going to keep that video forever. That's that's I've watched it probably six or seven times now, um, and I loved every minute of it. Well, it was certainly a great finish for Kansas State. I remember turning to Cameron when there was, you know, it was third down from the six-inch line. I said, well, they're going to get in, Cameron. They were reviewing a play. Right. Is it a touchdown? Is it not? And I'm like, they're going to get in. 
it never occurred to me that Kansas State was going to stop them on two consecutive plays, but it also never occurred to me they wouldn't just run Duggan under center and, you know, push the pile and score the touchdown. They handed it up deep twice to their running back, and K-State stuffed it. I found it very interesting. I've never heard of a coach say this, but apparently Chris Kleiman told his defense during the play stoppage, he said, guys, it doesn't matter what happens here, okay? We're going to score a touchdown, and we're going to go right. for two and get it. So we're winning the game either way. But if you want to win it instead of the offense, go win it. And they did essentially go win it by stopping TCU. It was pretty amazing. Well, I was kind of surprised by the play call, as was everybody else in the stadium there. You know, you've got – Dugan's a bigger kid. I mean, the QB sneak, TCU is pretty effective with that. I, they didn't even try it. I mean, that to me was was very surprising. And I think a lot of TCU fans there were wondering what the heck is Sonny Dykes doing by not at least trying to quarterback sneak the ball, maybe roll out or something. I, I thought that was very predictable. It's almost like Kansas State's defense knew the play. They knew what was happening. I was talking to a buddy of mine about that play. He was saying it was it was very predictable. It's almost like Chris Kleiman knew something there. Um, but I, I think if you're TCU, you're a little disappointed. Yesterday, they knew they were still getting in the college football playoff once USC lost. So... I don't know if, if you're a TCU fan how you feel about this. Sure, you would have liked to have won the Big 12 in your state and not your stadium, but right there in your own backyard in front of all your fans and be 13-0 and going into this thing. But that was just a predictable play call. I was really shocked by that. Well, TCU is in, and they'll be playing Michigan. They're the three seed. Michigan's the two. Sonny Dyke said after the game on Saturday that he, you know, he says, I think we're in, but until I see it, and they call me and tell me, you know, anything can happen. And Duggan, the quarterback for TCU, broke down and cried after the game. Like, he was just completely distraught that they didn't win the Big 12 title. I wonder if there's some thought, because here's the thought I have about TCU, Spence, and I think you probably do too. I wonder if they think this of themselves. Yeah, we're going to make the college football playoff, but we're not winning it. All right, TCU's not going to beat Georgia, right? Or one of these. Maybe they can beat Michigan and get in the title game. Anything's possible. We know crazy things happen in sports, but I was really surprised to see how crushed TCU was that they didn't win that game. That and you know just the the fact that you could have a perfect season. I mean that that was still on the table. TCU had a great year. Obviously, they went twelve and zero. Now they they can beat Michigan. There's no question about that. I don't think anybody's beating Georgia personally. But TCU, I think, matches up pretty well. I thought what Kansas State did very well yesterday, and I think a lot of coaches are going to see this on film, they didn't let TCU win anything one-on-one in man. And that's how they beat Kansas State the first time. If you remember that game where they came from behind and uh, beat the Cats in in Fort Worth, K-State defensively yesterday was great. They didn't really let TCU make those big plays that they made in the first game. Yeah, and TCU's comeback was kind of desperation comeback. I mentioned at the top of the podcast, mm-hmm. Spence, that K-State won this game twice. I mean, they went and right. built the lead, and Deuce Vaughn busted that run. It looked like it was over, and basically TCU's offense became throw a punt up in the air and let your receiver try to jump up and catch it or rely on pass interference calls, of which turned out there were many. I thought the officials were great in this game. They didn't call much, especially early on. Mm-hmm. There were some PIs called later in the game, but they let the guys play, and Will Howard was not flashy in this game. What a performance. Three more touchdowns. It's his worst game this year as the starting quarterback for K-State. They only scored 31. It was his worst game. <laughs> How do you explain Will Howard? It's it's a big mystery. I mean, at, at the beginning of the year, this is a guy that you didn't even know was going to be here anymore at K-State. I mean, they, he was talking about transferring. 
They knew they had some quarterbacks coming in that they were recruiting. The the kid from Hayes that's coming in, that's a pretty good football player. So if you're Will Howard, they bring in a fifth-year transfer from Nebraska, and then they go recruit probably the most highly touted quarterback to come out of Kansas in a long, long time, and they get him there. So he's like, well, am I even going to have a spot? Am I even going to be able to play football here? Do I need to transfer back home to Pennsylvania and go play somewhere else? I mean, it's just a roller coaster of a year for Will Howard. And, and he like you said, he wasn't flashy yesterday, but that throw he hit Garcia in the end zone was an absolute bullet. I mean, he put that throw in an absolutely great spot. He played well, didn't make any big mistakes. I mean, like you said earlier, that was a pretty clean game for the most part yesterday. There was a couple turnovers and, and stuff, but there weren't, there weren't that many penalties. Um, and I, I thought that it just, all that added up to being probably the best college football game I've seen in person in a very, very long time. Well, it certainly was entertaining, and Deuce Vaughn was very good in the game. 26 carries for 130 yards mm-hmm. was the most outstanding player. Max Duggan on the other side for TCU. Spence, I don't know. I think it's probably been since Colin Klein maybe uh, 10 years ago that I have seen a quarterback get this pounded. I mean, this was like a Rocky movie. Oh, yeah. It was like a freaking Rocky movie. The guy was bleeding and battered, and he just kept coming back, and he was exhausted, and his teammates had to pick him up off the ground. I mean, it, it was That kid is tough, man. I mean, that, that was one of the toughest performances I've ever seen by anybody. You can tell he was a little shaken up towards the end there. It kind of had the vibe of, like, Justin Herbert at Arrowhead earlier this year, if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. He was banged up. The Chiefs knocked him around, and he had to stay in and, basically play through the pain just uh, for the Chargers to have a chance. It was the same thing yesterday with, with, with Duggan and TCU. I mean, that kid, he, he's tough as nails. There's no question about that. And that's also a quarterback. You had two quarterbacks in that game yesterday that didn't even know if they were going to be playing for their schools this year. Right. <laughs> and Because uh, he goes into the season not knowing if he's TCU starter or not. That is absolutely wild. You just don't hear about things like that very often. No, neither one of them started the first game for their teams. They were both the number right. two quarterback coming out of camp. So, all right, I've asked everybody this question that is a K-Stater or K-State fan. I don't know how to summarize this year. You're going to know by the question where I stand, and I've said on the podcast where I stand. Is this a great year for Kansas State football and everything's you know unicorns and rainbows? Or was this one of the biggest blown opportunities ever by not playing Will Howard from the start? I I would lean more towards the blown opportunities because yeah. the way this team's playing right now, I mean, if you were to put Kansas State in the college football playoff, not saying they would go win it. I'm just saying that that team is definitely capable of playing with the top four teams in the country. There's absolutely no question about that. The Tulane thing is inexcusable. Obviously, we know what happened there. The Texas loss, same thing. I mean, it, it really does stink because you look back on this year, this Kansas State team could easily be 11-1 and and being in TCU's spot in January instead of where they are now, which is great. You get Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. I mean, we all kind of knew it was going to be Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, the official announcement. I don't even know if it's come down yet today or not, but that'll be a lot of fun. K-State's going to travel to New Orleans. Alabama will have a ton of fans there, of course, as they always do. Um, but this is, it, it, you're looking at it now as an opportunity. Yes, Alabama's down. This is only the second time that they haven't made the college football playoff. So they're a little disappointed on that. I think you got two teams with Kansas State and Alabama who are looking back on a few games and think they should have won. So it should be a fun Sugar Bowl. And we're hoping, I don't think it's going to materialize that KU and MU will play in a bowl game, but 
Yeah. Eli Drinkwitz was shooting down the reports that Missouri doesn't want this game, but if they are not matched up to play each other in the Liberty Bowl, somebody didn't want to play this game because they're, the Liberty Bowl yeah. would love, they'd fill it. They, they can't sell tickets to Liberty Bowl. How could they sell tickets to this thing? KUMU would sell tickets, mm-hmm. and KU really wants it. Missouri's kind of been lukewarm on it, but Eli Drinkwitz tweeted out, anytime, anyone, anywhere, we'll play. Um, it's going to be a few more hours before all the bowl matchups are out, but I suspect if all the reporting now that we've seen subsequent to that piece that said Missouri doesn't want to play the game, every projection out there is that they're going their own ways and they will not be playing each other. What a shame. Well, where, where's Missouri coming from on this? I, this makes no sense to me why they wouldn't want to go play that game, one. Or two, are, are they just flirting with the idea of not even accepting a bowl invitation this year? No, they're taking a bowl invitation. They're going to play. Okay. It's, it's just strange. Since when does Missouri get to choose? Like, what what puts them in that spot to be able to choose? And, and especially if you have a chance to play Kansas. And they've been Why running, wouldn't they take that game? They've been running around for 10 years wanting to play Kansas. And they're finally right. playing them in a basketball series. So they're doing right. that. I mean, KU for the longest time said, no, we're not playing you guys. You left. And then right. and, and they've been wanting to play Kansas. And now this is just sitting here. And it's not going to happen, maybe? I, I, don't even, I don't even understand. It should be like the first bowl done after the New Year's Six. Liberty Bowl, KUMU, then figure the rest of them out. This is so. This is yeah. such an easy call. It, it's super easy, and I wish that the bowl selections they would start doing this stuff more. I mean, like think about like a pit in West Virginia in a bowl game, or, or a bunch of you know older rivals like a Florida and Florida State. That those two teams that aren't in the same league, you know what I mean? They they need to start doing this more. They'll get more people to go to the games. They will get more people to watch. Could you imagine if Florida and Florida State were playing in a bowl game? Everyone would want to go to that. <laughs> I mean. But, you know, but if, if Florida State or Florida is playing, you know, Northwestern, they, they don't care about Northwestern. So I don't know why I don't know why the Bulls don't do this more. They should start selecting rivalry games for teams that were not in the same league. All right. Let me uh, pick your brain here on this college football playoff. Did Georgia get a poor seating? Because, I mean, I think they'd rather play TCU than Ohio State, wouldn't they? Did Georgia kind of get... Uh, Good job here by being the one seed. And, and look, to me, it was just the committee didn't want a Michigan-Ohio State rematch is what they did. And that doesn't belong yeah. anywhere either. If that's if, if this is the way they stacked up, they should have played them that way. What are your thoughts on what Georgia drew here? Well, I mean, you're obviously more afraid of the name Ohio State than the team because I think TCU is a better football team than Ohio State. That's just my opinion there. They're more explosive. Ohio State's the Big Ten was down this year. You know, everyone complained about Michigan and Ohio State's schedule. It was pretty, pretty whack. I mean, there's no question about that. And then Ohio State gets the big stage and they get blown out at home by Michigan. I, I just don't know if Ohio State scares me as much as the Ohio State teams in the past. So um, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad draw. I, I think that it's more about the fans and what they would want to, or who they would want to play than the actual players because, you know, to win a national championship, you're going to have to beat the best teams to do it anyways, right? So I I, I don't know how much of a mindset that is for Georgia, especially with a lot of players back from last year's team that was really good. I mean, Georgia's the best team in the country. There's no question about that. Um, So if if I'm a Georgia fan, like my sister, I'm not worried about who I'm playing. I'm just worried about the Bulldogs showing up because if they play their A game, nobody can beat them. Did you have a favorite moment this weekend uh, with your brother or your dad that we can discuss on the podcast other than the field goal going through at the end? 
Uh, I mean, that steak was really good on Friday night. Ooh, um, uh, that uh, that filet I got, that stuffed filet was incredible. That place was called The Ranch, right? Mm-hmm. In Irving? Is yep. that, yeah, if you, guys, if you're listening and you want to go try a good steak, if you're in the Dallas area, go hit up that place. Uh, so that was definitely a, a high point. Nothing tops the field goal going through, of course. Um, but yeah, I would say that steak was pretty good. And I appreciate you picking up the check on that one. So. Really, really. Well, <laughs> yeah, one like you boys were. That's just how it works. That's how, that's how it works from birth, buddy. Had a great time. Yeah. It's so nice that they, they won. I mean, we would have had a great weekend together to, to be together and go to a football game right. if they lost. But you kind of have like a story for a lifetime now. You win a conference championship. That's a big deal at Kansas State. It is. I mean, and it happens once about every 10 years. So, you know, we'll see you again in 2032, Dallas. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be back there, I guess. It, it is amazing how K-State went once every 10 years. You know, you'd like to sprinkle in a few more. Oklahoma's been really good throughout the last 10 years in the Big 12, so it's certainly difficult, but it's just uh, it's a trend. Every 10 years, the Wildcats win the league. <laughs> well said, Spence. Thank you for a great weekend. Have a great week ahead. I had a lot of fun. It was uh, great seeing you guys, and uh, thanks to all the listeners for uh, tuning in every week. And be sure to listen to the weekend episode. We got about you know five or six weeks left of the of the football season, so I'll be dialed in. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!